4: Yeah, sure, sure. Ron, I know, like me, you're in the Northeast, right? So let's start out with this question this week. When did this area become Seattle?
0: Exactly. Here comes the gray. Uh, It's it's amazing, guys. I was in Vegas last week, as you know, for the fight. It was 98 degrees. I got off the plane at home, 50-degree drop in gray clouds. (laughs) Uh, Around here, the sun is like players of the Patriots media hour, absent. (laughs)
4: Well, Koosh, you wouldn't understand because you live in Texas, but, I mean, every day here, it's become Groundhog Day. I mean, cloudy, 50s, chance of rain. Kind of reminds me of that annual forecast we've got for Browns fans, you know, cloudy with a chance of high draft picks.
5: <laughs> Not so fast, Clark. I, I thought the Browns had a great draft. And, and if Cleveland happens to hit on the quarterback in a second round, like the Bengals did with Boomer Sison, the Chargers did with Drew Brees, I think this team will be competitive a lot quicker than you think. They've also got five picks in the first two rounds of next year's draft. I've heard
4: that before, Goose. If Brandon Whedon, no, if Johnny Manziel, I, I, if Tim Couch, I, I, no. If, yeah.
0: Reminds me, guys, of the great Chuck Fairbanks. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, what a <laughs> Christmas we'd have.
4: Right. Well, Weaver <laughs> quoted that, too. Not exactly like that, right?
5: <laughs> and not exactly like that,
4: no. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's hard to you believe. You guys we're are
5: Mister Gloom and Doom. Give we, the Cleveland well, look faithful out, some hope. Look out the look window! Please. Look out the window!
4: It's <laughs> gloom and doom. Just we'll look keep out Keep it, it in the
5: Northeast. Keep it out of the the, the Great Lakes States.
4: Well, I mean, it's hard to believe we're we're nearly in mid-May, but it's supposed to be baseball season. Speaking of Earl Weaver, supposed to be baseball season. And I think Ron, the only way you'd know here in the Northeast is the Yankees are back on top Sorry. of the league, baby. Yes, sir. After sweeping your Red Sox and the world champion Chicago Cubs, yeah, in their ballparks, no less, break up the Bombers, Ronnie.
0: Yeah, you're right. The Canadians were in the uh, top of the league in October, too. Where are they now?
4: They were. Where are they now? They're they play golf? Yeah, yeah it hockey. This is baseball. Yeah, that's right. They'll be baseball? Playing, these
5: guys will be playing golf in October. <laughs> what, what's baseball? <laughs> Rangers lost three or four to the Astros last week. They can't hit. They can't pitch. can't close out games. So here we are in May with the Cowboys once again dominating the front page of the sports <laughs> it's section. It's football season. The Rangers.
4: Did you say Astros? Goes? Astros coming to Yankee Stadium this weekend to get swept. Just like the Red Sox. And <laughs>
5: I'll <Cubs>. take the under.
4: <laughs> well, anyway, well, welcome to the spring edition. Spring I said the Talk of Fame Network, though, as I pointed out. You would know it here in the Northeast. We're going to launch into an eight-part series on the NFL's divisions, and we will start with the game's most competitive, and I think some would say best division of the NFL, and that's the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns are in that division. Goose referred to them earlier. They're usually on the bottom looking up, and they were first up in this year's draft, so they're going to be first up in our program, and we're (laughs) going to have Coach Hugh Jackson making his first-ever appearance on the Talk of Fame Network. Also, here's former Cincinnati quarterback Kenny Anderson, who will talk about a career that should, uh, could, maybe should put him in the Hall of Fame, and we're going to hear from ESPN.com's Jameson Hensley of Baltimore, who's covered the Ravens for years, and As you and I know him, uh, he's done it very, very well. But um, before we do, I want to get to a story that we've talked about before and that reappeared last week, uh, and that's the NFL's thinking of putting the draft in Canton at the Pro Football Hall of Fame for 2020 to coincide with the league's 100th anniversary. Uh, Of course, it would also coincide with the completion of the Hall of Fame Village, which is, as you know, you guys have seen the beginning of it, it's an ambitious gazillion dollar project, but I'll admit... Goose, uh, I never thought it would happen. But it's moving along, and, and that could house something like the 2020 draft. So if it does, Goose, you like this idea? And if so, why?
5: I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, you celebrate the 100th anniversary of pro football in the cradle of pro football. Even the NFL couldn't screw this up. And when they do have it there, I want to get the Ron Borges suite in the hotel. <laughs> that would be at the top I, of the hotel con, with blueberries for breakfast level. <laughs> yeah, that's right, the <laughs> exactly concierge <right>. level. <laughs> Uh, like berries and cream,
0: I say. Well, if it's a no-brainer, there's a 50 percent chance that Commissioner Goodell will get it right. I know <laughs> exactly. <that>. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, sure. Look, Canton is the birthplace of football, pro football, and the NFL is the birthplace of careers in pro football. So, with Canton and the NFL draft, would be kind of the prenatal center of today's NFL, don't you think? I mean, uh, uh, and uh, look, there's also nothing to do there in April uh, but get ready for football season. So why not start with a draft? Prenatal center. Thank you,
4: Greg House. Uh, there was a suggestion that maybe, and it just maybe, they should split the draft between Canton and Cleveland because Canton's not big enough to house the draft, but guys, come on. No, please. I mean, this is all about, as Goose said, history. I mean, Ron said, cradle, pro football, come on. It's not about outdoing the previous draft. Listen, I, I know Philadelphia raised the bar this year, did a great job, but you don't have to have 100,000 people in the streets to make it a, a TV experience. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and Goose, as you mentioned, you know, this is that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I suggest, uh, as you do, the NFL do what we try to do in this program. Pay attention to history. Hold yeah, it this is, in Canton. Yeah,
5: this is about paying homage to your past. It's not catering to a crowd. This is a once, like you said, a once-in-a-lifetime event. The NFL won't be going back to Canton for another 100 years. So this is the do-right rule. Do what's right. And what's right is holding the draft in Canton. Uh, well, yeah, I, I
0: agree with both you guys. I think it's a good idea. Uh, the fact that they're talking about splitting the draft amongst amongst cities is another effort to double dip. Jerry Jones loves that, <laughs> double dipping. Uh, you know uh, But apparently they don't believe the draft can hold one town's interest for three days. Now, if I was them, I'd be more worried about holding uh, the interest of fans on Thursday night football games for three quarters. That's just
4: me. Yeah, well, no, I agree with you. And, and I think there's honestly another factor here, guys, and that's it's a great plug for the Hall of Fame. I mean, they've been trying for years to sell the Hall of Fame they want to attract more people to Canton. This is a way to do it. I mean, you put them on TV uh, with the draft, lots of people watching, lots of people going there. A lot of people who love the NFL but, you know, honestly don't know a lot about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, some people I even mean, don't know where it is. This be a way of telling them and showing them where it is and what it's about. So, to me, you, Ron, I think you just make this draft an infomercial for the game's history.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that would be the plan. You know, the problem is it's... Uh... It's one thing uh, uh, to go to picturesque Cooperstown, New York, to visit the Baseball Hall of Fame in Leather Stocking Country. And it's quite another to go to Canton to visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Leather Helmet Country. Not quite the same effect, <laughs> you know. So I think that's been a big part of the uh, of the the draw, you know, getting people mm-hmm. there. Uh, so maybe this would help. If, certainly, if they showcased it properly, which I'm sure they would.
5: Ron, was the last time you were in Canton? Canton, not picturesque. <laughs> Come on, Clark, straight him out. <laughs>
0: What's the what name, of that? What's the name of that big company we drive, Tankin or something or other? or whatever? Tankin. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a big
4: fan of
5: that.
2: Tankin, <laughs> exactly.
5: I don't even know what they make,
4: but I like it. Yeah, but it's, it's funny. I remember when I was in New York City once, I stopped a guy on the street. We were talking about um, baseball, and then we were talking about uh, Cooperstown. And, and he was saying, you know, I love that place. And, and he said, Aren't you involved in, in covering football? I said, Yeah, I am. And he goes, Where's the Pro Football Hall of Fame? <laughs> I said, You're kidding me. It, it's in Canton. And, and I remember bringing that up to Joe Horrigan once, uh, who, of course, is head of um, media relations there in, in uh, Canton, and he said, oh, that's impossible. Every, everyone knows where it is. Well, the fact of the matter is they don't, um, and people do know where Cooperstown is. Ron, I think because of what you just said, um, picturesque, middle of the summer, you know, America's pastime, I mean, people can, can argue with that whether it is or it isn't, but it certainly was, and there's, there's a real romance with that area. There really isn't with Canton and Goose. I mean, you go there every summer like I do, and part of it is – you know the fact that it's next to an, uh, uh, an interstate. I mean that doesn't make it exactly <laughs> picturesque.
5: I tell you, yeah. I've been to I've been to both, and going to Cooperstown is like going to a church. Yeah, going right. to Canton is like going to a circus.
4: <laughs> and and you, but you <laughs> know what, Goose? They've done a great job lately Without with question. redoing that. Uh, but it's so just
5: so much Cooperstown. It's it's darker. It's you know, yeah, kind of reverent. Right. Cooper Canton. It's all it's it's color. It's flash. It's it's it's
4: football. It's football. Right. And uh, but boy. Uh, once you get inside there, it's a gorgeous place, I and mean, they've really done a great job inside. And I'd like to see what this Hall of Fame Village becomes like in uh, two thousand twenty. Hope we're around. You'll be that. moving in there, won't you? Clark? I might be. Yeah. I legends might be. landing. Yeah, the legends right landing. Legend yeah, I'm landing. a legend in my own in mind. Court Judge Suite. <laughs> um,
5: hey, we well, sitting there here.
0: next to Peter King and Chris Morton, saying, <laughs>
5: "Hey, remember that game in seventy <laughs> nine?
4: Remember that? Yeah, who was playing?" <laughs> Who's that guy over there in the Brady jar? Oh, it's Clark. Um <laughs> are <How> you doing <laughs> Hey. Um, I, I, one other thing I want to mention, Goose, a suggestion you had, uh, I think, last year, and that was, you said, put as many Hall of Famers on the premises as you could. And, and you know what? I think that's a good idea for this, if in fact you're going to have the, the draft there. Shake hands, sign autographs, you name it. Essentially, do what the game used to do, which is sell itself.
5: Uh, yeah, bring up. 100, 150 uh, Hall of Famers back, back, spread them around the grounds, let them sign autographs, let them mix and mingle with the fans, you know, keep the crowd moving. I think that would give uh, the crowd entertainment in between those, those long waits in between picks.
4: Ron Goose is a Hall of Famer. Maybe he can sign some autographs, huh?
5: <laughs> he
0: would be signing autographs right there. In front <laughs> of that sign that face. Signed as his name, but not yours or mine. Yeah.
4: Anyway, it's a good idea. His time has come, and here's hoping it does. And speaking of good ideas, let's go to commercial break. Coming up, we're going to hear from Cleveland coach Hugh Jackson. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Hi.
7: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com radio.
4: Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but your yard looks fast, then you got a lot of lovely grass. If you need a John Deere to take care of your yard, you need a Z-Track Z-345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast.
1: The XL deck's got more
3: capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. you want to mow well in the higher gear, see
1: a John
8: Deere dealer another runs like a deer. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake
2: deal? Yeah. Tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like
9: pancakes. (laughs) Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissants sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants.
3: A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in. And now for a limited time, just go to MyPillow.com, click the radio listener special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go anywhere travel pillows all for 50% off and free shipping. That's MyPillow.com promo code SKY or call 1-800-635-1825 1-800-635-1825
10: Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow.
3: The better you drive, the more you
11: save bears and bats. They live in a cave, but that's irrelevant here. So back to the subject we steer. Snapshot saves you money when you drive safe. I wear corduroy pants. I don't mind that they chafe.
10: The better you drive, the more you can save with Snapshot from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were.
4: Hey, Rick Goslin. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It
5: means I should have called before we started the show.
4: Smart man. Listen to Dr. Data. That's why he is our go-to guy. Should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago, so go. Hey, uh, this is the first of an eight-part series, as we mentioned, on the NFL's eight divisions, and today we're starting out with the AFC North, which is one of the most competitive, maybe the best divisions in the NFL. But, um, guys, before we do, there was something that happened on the other side of the country this week, and that's in the AFC West that, that I'd like to mention, and that's the retirement of somebody we all know, and that's Chargers PR director Bill Johnston. He's stepping down, Who stepped down after 38 years. Now, I used to cover the the charges in San Diego, and so I know Bill and his wife, Ramona, very well, and uh, essentially Bill's not making that move to L.A. with the team because uh, he's staying in San Diego to look after his wife, and that's Ramona, who's been battling Huntington's disease for years. It's a a sad story, and it's one that uh, former San Diego Union-Tribune reporter Michael Gelkin, whom we also know, uh, and he's going to be covering the Raiders in Las Vegas, by the way, uh, chronicled in a terrific piece that ran, I think it was February 17th. Anyway, it was his last day on the job for the UT. It's called Love Keeps Longtime Chargers PR Director at Home. And I'm telling you something, you should look it up because it's a terrific piece.
5: Yeah, Clark, uh, Bill has a much higher calling than football. Yeah, yeah he no does. Question, no question about
4: that. And he's doing the right thing here. And it's, it's really tough to see what's going on here. But he, you're right, Goose. He's doing, He's got a higher calling.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Stan's a real stand-up guy, as we all know who – who all, all three of us know him so well, uh you know he's yeah, and I think he's given us all really a lesson about yeah. uh, you know love and loyalty and what's really important in life, and
4: what we sometimes confuse
0: as important, which are things like football yeah, exactly I mean I know
4: maybe some of the listeners can't figure out they go, well, just you know she could move to a facility up there he he looked at facilities up there, he can't get the care for her up there that he could in San Diego, so they're moving, he's not he's staying behind, so anyway, I think uh. It's 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 a a sad but uh, wonderful story, Um, and it's about basically love. Um, Anyway, I talk about the L.A. Chargers. Man, I I I don't know, guys. I I still can't get used to that name because you know when I think of the Chargers, Ryan, I think of my favorite theme song of all time. And no, it's not the Raiders. It's the Chargers. Derek, you got it. Dial it up. Yeah, that one. Give me the Raiders. Oh. I love that song. <laughs> hey, Ron, you, you got any to... suggestions for one to replace in LA? You listen to that. Yeah, I got one by Prince. Old
0: friends for sale. <laughs> <laughs> but you hear that song and you hear the Raiders song, and are you surprised who beat up Dan Faust in all those championship games? <laughs> nice. 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 Yeah, there it is. <laughs> now that is like Tchaikovsky and Beethoven Jam.
5: <laughs> I got I get a song for the Chargers. Who are you? By the who? <laughs> you leave San Diego, you're not the charges. So who are you? <laughs>
4: That's right. Excellent. Reminds me of that Bill plasky editorial when they announced the move into LA. He wrote, We don't want you. And there's a period after every word, We don't want you. Unbelievable. Um, anyway, I, I mentioned Bill Johnston, um, former PR director there. And, and we hope to have him on the show uh, later this month. He's going to be running the San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon, as he does every year with his daughter, Haley. And they raise money, and, and they've raised a lot of money uh, to cure Huntington's disease. And, and we'll try to get them on here. Anyway, Goose, uh, speaking of running, um, what did you make of that idea? It surfaced in the last few days, maybe over the weekend, to have Cincinnati's John Ross, the, the fastest man in the draft, run Cincinnati Reds outfielder Billy Hamilton, who's the fastest man in football. Now, I, I know Marvin Lewis says eh, that's a no-can-do, but to be honest with you, I sort of like the idea.
5: Yeah, I, I liked it, and I liked it even better if Usain Bolt was in the mix.
0: <laughs> yeah, he'd be waiting at the finish line for
4: Bolt. <laughs> he may be, yeah. <laughs> Come on, fellas. Uh,
0: well, you know, guys, what struck me interesting about that whole thing was Marvin Lewis coming out and saying that uh, he was that he nixed it, saying it could be career-threatening. If running in a straight line for 100 <laughs> meters is career-threatening, you're in the wrong career. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, he's playing. he's playing football in pads, for God's sakes. Exactly. He's <laughs> running a straight line in shorts? It's career-threatening? <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's more but dangerous you, to play in practice with against Burfect than it is had to run 100 exactly. meters. Or Pac-Man. Yeah, either one. You're right. <laughs> well, it it, it it honestly reminded me of some of those uh, legendary match races we've had, you know, like Jim Ryan and Marty LaCurie, uh C. Biscuit, more Admiral. Uh, remember Chris Johnson, Devin Hester went against Achita. Or oh, how about... The, Goose, Rich Eisen, and Ron Borges. Uh, of course, Ron, w- w- we'd have to rent you a suit to run the 40. Let me tell you. I could wear a suit
0: and loafers and my feet tied together, and i beat that guy in wingtips. <laughs> <laughs> Goose,
4: you pay to see that 40?
5: No, I'm not you, I, I think you forgot one, and I think this is what Marvin Lewis was thinking. Ruffian oh, I, and foolish yeah, I, pleasure. I,
4: I, knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. I was and in New York for that one, and,
5: and the, 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 I think the tragedy of that race is what oh. spawned Marvin. I think thumbs down. They the ran a mile bad, and a half, not a hundred meters. More <laughs> bad. I don't think Ruffian got a mile and a half. Yeah, more well, bad than good. Yeah. Can come out of it. Such a race.
4: Yeah, Ruffian got past hundred meters though. That that was that was a sad day. I remember that very yeah. well. I was Watching there. I was, It was tragic. Tragic. Was, it, it, was uh, it? Was it? Was it at Belmont at the uh, at Belmont? Yeah, Belmont. I'm sorry. Yeah. You covering that for
5: UPI? Yep, I was there.
4: Wow. What a Whoa. Whoa. was? matter
5: of fact, I did the UPI picks for that weekend's race and I picked. Foolish pleasure.
4: Oh. Dr. Dada, that's why money. you're the man. <laughs> did,
0: well, <laughs> did, do you get to collect on your bet even if the horse goes down? I guess you do. Dr. Right? Racing. <laughs> Dr. <Doctor laughs> racing, right? <laughs> Dr. <Doctor laughs> horseman. Who, who, <laughs> do Doctor like who do you like in the
4: Preakness? Who do you like in the Preakness? Dr. Ourself. Vet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I, I guess this match race ain't going to happen, guys, but something did happen was the retirement of Bears quarterback, Jay Cutler. Surprise, surprise. Um, but uh, it's not exactly a surprise. What it is is that uh, he's going to go into, and what is the surprise I'm talking about, is he's going to go into TV, yeah, TV, Jay Cutler, who would have thought, to compete with Tony Romo. Now, I, I see where Tony Romo says, I know I'll probably stink for a while. It's a quote. I know I'll probably stink for a while. which I don't think probably went over all that well at CBS. But anyway, here's my question. <laughs> who will stink for a while more, and who is the first to get benched. Romo or Cutler?
5: The guy sitting in the number two seat, and that would be Cutler. No way does CBS admit any kind of mistake with the bold move of putting a recently retired player in the number one chair.
0: Wow. I utterly disagree with Dr. Vet. Because, uh, look, Cutler will shine in this job. you He gets to blame other people for their <laughs> mistakes, and he gets paid to do it. Sort of like <laughs> what he was doing when he was playing quarterback. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, you know, you'd think, Goose, that someone like Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning would be a better fit for a job like that. But um, before I ask you about him, I don't know if you guys saw, the Colts will retire his, uh, his jersey in October, at October 8th against the 49ers, and the day before, they're putting a statue out front of the stadium, Lucas Oil Stadium, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, I think that's a pretty cool idea. But um, they're going to retire his jersey, and it's the first time an Indianapolis player... Indianapolis, not Baltimore Colt, Indianapolis Colts going to have his jersey retired anyway. Congratulations to Peyton Manning. Now, as I said, I think he would be an ideal guy for a job like that. But he won't go near it, Goose. Why?
5: I don't think uh, Peyton Manning has his eye on talking about football. I think he envisions himself as having a much larger impact on a game, either by running an NFL team as a GM like Elway mm-hmm. or okay. owning a team.
4: Okay. Well, one other thing before we go, uh, Ron. I see where the odds maker, Bavada projects your team, that would be New England with its highest win total in over 10 years. That would right. be the over-under of 12.5. What are you taking, the over or the under?
0: Look, if, if you're a gambler, man, you got to always play the odds, so I would take the under. Uh, they've only beaten that once in the last five years and only six times in the 17 years of Belichick, of Brady. So play the odds. 12 wins is still a lot of wins in this league.
4: Well, they also had the over-under on Cleveland at 4.5. You know what? Under! Uh, Maybe we can ask Hugh Jackson about that. We're going to have that chance because he's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow.
11: You feel yourself getting lighter with each progressive discount. Paperless, safe driver, multi-car. Yes, lighter, like a new line of sneakers. Or a slugger on a crash diet the week before spring training. Stay away from the cheesecake.
13: Ascend to a higher plane of insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
9: It's time for
8: breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal?
2: Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents? Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you
9: said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy less than chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life. And so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything still for the same low price you've come to expect so your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump too. I'm Tom Bodette and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
7: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds, and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over one hundred thousand businesses with more than three billion dollars in funding. Go to cabbage.com/radio or call eight 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 Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K, K A B B A G E. dot radio This is
12: the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
4: Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably, probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we promised you Cleveland coach Hugh Jackson. You know what? We have him here with us now. Hugh, of course, took over the Browns a year ago after serving as an assistant with Cincinnati. But before that, among other positions, he served as a quarterback's coach for Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens. So he's the perfect, and I said perfect guy, to talk about the AFC North. And Hugh, just wondering, uh, how is it that you missed Pittsburgh on your AFC North tour? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's one place I don't want to go to.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hugh, let's get to what people want to know. The Browns will be better this season. I know that. But how much better and how soon before you see this team competing for a division title?
1: You know, Clark, you don't I don't have the, the perfect answer for that. I know that our guys we are better, there's no question. I give a lot of that credit. To our leadership team, you know, led by Sashi Brown, and obviously our owners D and Jimmy Haslam, they did a great job. I think our scouts, our coaches, all involved with the draft, did a tremendous job. I have not had an opportunity to touch the players yet. We'll do that this weekend, and I have a better idea how they will fit in with the rest of the team that we have here now.
5: You're sitting there at the top of the first round. You could have had Trubisky. You could have had Mahomes. You could have had Watson. You had the 12th pick as well. But you didn't take any of those guys. You waited on Kaiser in the second. How did you break down the quarterbacks?
1: Well, it wasn't so much that we were waiting. I think uh, the way it all fell for us, and obviously there was other teams that drafted quarterbacks before us, um, we did what we felt was right for organization and taken Deshaun. Sean. Uh, we think we got great value for when we took him. Uh, we really like the player. We we love his characteristics and the things he'll bring to our organization, but uh, we're excited that he's going to be a part of our football team.
5: Does he remind you of anybody?
1: Well, I know he's he'll get compared to other people. I try not to do any comparisons. I have never personally coached a guy that uh, has this kind of skill set. He's a very big athlete with a big arm, very intelligent. Um, he has a lot of the, the things that we look for in AFC North quarterbacks, but um I'm going to finally get my hands on him this weekend, and that's what I'm excited about.
0: Last year, obviously, Hugh, was tough for everybody in Cleveland, uh, uh, most of all probably for you as as the coach. How uh, difficult uh, a year was it for you, and, and, and how did you get yourself through it?
1: Well, losing is never easy, you know, and there's no question about that, especially when you are used to winning. Um, and I think it was tough for all of us, but I think we kind of all leaned on each other, players, coaches, organization – uh, everybody who I mentioned earlier, just to get through it, we knew it was tough. We didn't. Everybody, nobody expected it to be as tough as it was, but we understand the situation that we were in, and we understand that we got to fight our way out of it.
0: As a head coach, what do you? How do you sort of get through as the season's dragging along? You, you know, how do you approach your your players? Because it's pretty. It would pretty pretty easy, I would think, for them to, you know, lose heart at some point in time and just say, you know, just I, you know, I don't know. How do you how how do you deal with that as, as the coach and the leader?
1: I, I think that's what you said is so true. I, I try to be the same. You know, I try to be very authentic in what I do, what our players, I don't get too high, don't get too low, and I uh, try to create the right environment along with the rest of our staff for our players to keep fighting through. And uh, they were able to heed that message, and they did. You know, for them to win a game uh, as late in the season as we did, it says a lot about their character. It says a lot about the culture in our locker room and what we're trying to accomplish
4: here. We're speaking with Cleveland head coach Hugh Jackson on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at Net. And Hugh Goose mentioned a lot of pre-draft speculation about quarterbacks, and there was pre-draft speculation that you were interested and people saying really interested in Mitch Trubisky from UNC. uh, True or false? And and did the Browns try to move up to the second spot to get him?
1: Well, I think it'd be really... uh... Not my place to talk about Mitch. he's on another team right now, and I don't think at this point any of those things that happened a few weeks a week ago now really matters. I think what really matters is we're excited about the players that we put on our team. We're looking forward to coaching these guys and getting these guys better and getting them with the rest of their teammates
5: you Why is it so hard to find a quarterback
7: well, I
1: think it's um you know it's a process and it's it's hard because the college the colleges nowadays are not playing. Uh, Per se, NFL football—they are playing really good football, but it's not maybe what we do up here in this league. But um, you just have to go through the process as much as you can, dig, do all the digging that you need to do to find guys that fit what it is that you want. But I think throughout the National Football League, as you just mentioned, I think we're all, you know, uh, making sure, and and it's kind of hard to find out who are the quarterbacks that can play and play well in this league.
0: The uh, the Patriots back in 2000, you know, kept. Four quarterbacks, and by then I'd been covering the league since Red Grange played. So I was kind of scratching my head, what the hell they doing, all these guys, you know? And, and then it turned out to be, you know, the least of them all became, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, could you see that happening in Cleveland realistically? And, and and what is there there for, for Osweiler in the way you see it?
1: Well, we uh, the four guys we have here and gonna have here, they're all gonna compete. You know, starting with Cody Kessler and Brock Osweiler and and Kevin Hogan, and now Deshaun Kaiser. We're going to put him out there and give him an opportunity to compete. I think it's the right thing to do. I think every player that comes in our organization deserves a right, deserves an opportunity to showcase his talent and ability. And if it's something we feel real good about, then we're going to continue to move forward with him. So we, we will do it that way. I think it's the right way to do it. It's the way our organization sees it.
4: You're just wondering, when you look at what you've got this year, um, what's your biggest challenge going forward you look up and down that roster what's your biggest challenge I mean we all focus on the quarterback but I'm wondering do you focus on something else and then as a second part what's your message to Browns fans is it be patient or is it no I mean we think we can win now
1: well I think um there's a little bit of both there I think what I focus on is our football team I think uh the most important job I have is is making sure that we become better as a team and uh That's my charge, our coach's charge, and we're going to do that. I think, um, do I think we're better? And what I would say to our fans is um, it's going to be different. I think we're very excited about that. I think we're a better football team than we were a year ago. How much better we are, I mean, that's yet to be seen. There's no games uh, slated right away right now. There's a lot of practice ahead of us. We know there's a lot of work to do to get better. But we want to compete. You know, you don't play Uh, pro football or coach pro football to walk out and lose so we're going to do everything we can to put ourselves in position to win
4: when you say it's going to be different what do you mean
1: well I think it's going to be different in the sense that I think we're heading into year two I think we kind of know uh, who we are and what we're trying to become I think we've done a great job as I mentioned earlier of putting better talent on our roster we think we have some young talent that we're continuing to develop each and every day that's going to help our football team and be better in this league as we get ready to play this year so I truly believe things will be different I think we'll look different I think we'll play different and that's what we're trying to accomplish
5: what does Miles Garrett mean to this team
1: well I mean obviously he's uh he was our number one pick he was the number one pick of the draft we think he's a tremendous football player he needs to come in here and demonstrate that at this level um we understand that we got to create an environment for him to be the best he can be and uh But the talent's there. We just got to put him in position to make the plays that we think he can.
5: Was there ever a doubt that he'd be the first pick?
1: Uh, There was probably not a doubt in my mind as as we did all the digging and as we did all of our homework you know, as a group to make sure he was the right guy. I mean, obviously, Sashi did a great job with his staff of making sure we crossed every T, dotted every I to make sure this was the guy we wanted. And he's the guy we chose, so we're excited to have him.
0: Is there a a particular kind of pressure having the number one, number one pick? Uh, You know, if you don't hit on that one, you know, everybody in the world turns around and says, well, God, you had every, you you know, every guy was out there and you took, you know, Kenny Sims, like the Patriots did uh, a number of years ago, even though everybody else would have taken Kenny Sims. Is there a particularly different pressure when you're picking that number one, number one guy?
1: Well, it could be. You know, you don't ever want to be in that position because it says a couple of things. One, you probably didn't have a great season. And number two, you just said it's about getting it right. But I I feel very comfortable and confident that our group did everything that we could do to put ourselves in the best position of picking the right guy. Now, our player needs to validate that by the way he plays, but there's no question that we went above and beyond of making sure that this was going to be the right guy for our football team, and we truly believe he is.
4: Hey, here we've got to run, but uh, thanks so much for the time, and best of luck with this season.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate the time with you, man. Thank, Thank you. you.
4: That was Cleveland coach Hugh Jackson. Coming up, why a former official, no, why Art McNally belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
6: This is Stan White. You're listening to Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Baudette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
10: Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow.
11: The better you drive, the more you save bears and bats. They live in a cave, but that's irrelevant here. So back to the subject we steer. Snapshot saves you money when you drive safe. I wear corduroy pants. I don't mind that they chafe.
10: The better you drive, the more you can save with Snapshot from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents.
7: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com slash radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio.
9: It's time for breakfast at Burger King.
8: Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one.
2: With they 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the
9: stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to
4: win the game. Talk Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, I'm sure you guys noticed, but just in case you might have missed it, um, the media took a couple more hits the past week. And No, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about um, the continued purge at ESPN. I'm talking about former Sports Illustrated superstar, I think he was at least, Frank DeFord leaving NPR after 37 years, and Bob McGinn, who's a longtime friend of all of ours, leaving the Milwaukee Journal-Sentinel after serving as the really the conscience of the Packers since 1991 when, in fact, he started there.
5: Yeah, I think McGinn set the bar for beat reporting. You know, some wrote features, some wrote insight, but Bob McGinn wrote football. He told you what can happen, what will happen, what has happened, and why. His insight will be missed.
4: Absolutely. You know, it's funny, Ron. We have them leaving, and then, as we mentioned earlier, we have Jay Cutler getting hired by Fox. My (laughs) only question there is... How does someone with no personality make it on TV? I mean, how is that possible?
0: Oh, perfect man for the job. You know, he <laughs> whine and cry and then, this guy stay, You know, be perfect. He plays this guy over here. It's the guy over there. It's never the quarterback. you know. He's great for it. Perfect. Yeah, man. well,
4: they glad to have him out of Chicago. <laughs> should I have think. hired McGinn, though. Yeah, yeah, they should have hired McGinn. Or yeah. DeFord. Or DeFord. Be, right? be better than Jay Cutler. One could anyway, write poetry
0: a- and the other guy could write up plays. he
4: pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> nice combination. Um, there is a guy, actually a, a giant of a guy with a personality. Surprise, surprise! That I wrote about this week on our website. That would be TalkOfFameNetwork.com, and and that's the league's former head of officiating, Art McNally. Now I know a lot of people out there don't know about him, but they should because essentially I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, and here's why: You've got ten umps in Cooperstown, you got sixteen referees in the Basketball Hall of Fame, sixteen on ice officials in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but in Canton. How many modern era officials do we have, Goose? Modern era? None. Zip- zippity doo You're right. <laughs> not one. I mean, Hugh Shorty Ray is in there, but I mean, he retired in 1952. I'm talking about modern era guys. Former director of officiating, Art McNally, who basically has given most of his adult life to officiate, he's the ideal candidate to become the first one of those modern era officials. Uh, not only was he a competent game official, But for 22 years, he ran the NFL office of officiating. He introduced the first formal film study in pro sports for the evaluation and training of officials, as well as employing modern technology to assist with the hiring and grading of officiating crews. But it was his introduction of instant replay as an officiating tool that was his greatest accomplishment. He's called the father of instant replay, and for good reason. He put that into practice in the NFL in 1986, or for those out there who haven't heard of him, nearly three decades, three decades before Major League Baseball came around to its current system in 2014. Dean Blandino just resigned as the NFL's head of officiating said Art laid the groundwork for everything we do today. He's the biggest contributor to officiating over the last 50 years. Well then, guess what? That's perfect because the Hall of Fame three years ago introduced the contributor category and Art McNally is the ideal candidate. We've named GMs, we've named owners, but we haven't named an official. Not yet. And I agree with what former head of officiating Mike Pereira said on this program last year when he said it would be criminal if Art McNally was not in the hall.
5: Well, Clark, you're on the committee. You know the names. Kraft, Boland, Beathard, Young, Brant. How does McNally correct that group? Get into the discussion.
4: Well, okay, Goose, so I think, honestly, it's like through conversations like this. Look, I mean, he's going to have trouble getting past someone like a, a Bethard or a Brant. But I think people realize this should be, as Pauline told us on this program, a category that um, exceeds just owners and GMs. And I think it's time that there's room for officials. We have one candidate this year, and I know Art's not going to be it. I get that. But we have two in 2018, Mm -hmm. and I believe he can be there if voters are willing to get out of this GM owner spin cycle. Well, that sounds like Art right there, guys. He's calling this after a close. Hey, Ron, you have this week's two-minute drill. Let's get started. Okay guys,
0: Blasco Burris has written a cautionary tale in the players tribune to all NFL rookies saying it could happen to you. Any chance either one of you two might shoot yourself through your own sweatpants? We're on this Spartan doesn't pack heat.
4: Uh not since I spoke with Pee Wee Herman.
0: Word out of Vegas is that the Raiders Stadium will be ready by June of twenty twenty. They have a lease in Oakland through twenty eighteen. So are they homeless in 2019 or a road show?
5: The San Antonio Raiders, they can share the same color scheme as the Spurs that season.
4: Wrong. L.A. Coliseum, most popular team there.
0: Speaking
5: of Vegas, as Clark said, it has the Patriots over-under for victories at 12.5. You taking the over or going under? Under. Patriots have hit that number three times in the last nine years.
4: I'm taking the over, Ron. Over-under for me is 15. Jaguars have picked
5: up Blake Bortles' fifth-year option. Are you as solid on him as Tom Coughlin appears to be? No, he was certainly the better quarterback than anybody in the 2017 draft.
4: No, I am not. I prefer 100 Bortles of beer on the wall. Who gets more carries in New
5: Orleans? Mark Ingram or Adrian Peterson? Ingram, go with the younger set of legs.
4: Alvin Kamara, go with the younger set of legs.
5: Bobby Bethard, C.J. Bethard, or Pete Bethard? Bobby, the Hall of Fame is awaiting his arrival. Can't say that about
4: C.J. and Pete. Casey Beathard, Bobby's son, C.J.'s dad, and author of the song, Do You Want Fries With That? What are the chances that rookie
0: F-bomb thrower Tack McKinley took public speaking at UCLA?
5: Well, it would have to have been a minor, because his major was African American Studies.
4: Hard to say, Ron, because I remember a UCLA student on The Tonight Show saying the first president of the United States was Ben Franklin.
0: The Cowboys want the NFL's marijuana policy heavily scrutinized. So does the NFLPA. Is Jerry
5: Jones becoming a union man? Jerry's always been a man of the people, or in this case, the
4: players. Union man? uh Uh-uh. Jerry hopes the South will rise again.
0: Andy Reid says he loves Alex Smith, but, quote, we're all getting a little older, unquote.
5: Translate this love letter. Alex Smith had better not lose a game in September.
0: Translate that
4: love letter. It's you. No, it's not you. It's me.
0: The NFLPA says it wants to talk directly to the TV networks about future TV contracts.
5: When do they
4: become management?
5: When the NFL implements pension 401K plans, buys health insurance for players, they can sit at the big table.
4: They didn't, and that's the problem. That is the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll sit down with Baltimore's Jameson Hensley of ESPN.com and former Cincinnati quarterback Ken Anderson as our look at the AFC North continues. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
9: It's time for breakfast at Burger King.
8: Remember
2: at Burger King, I got the three for 89-cent pancake deal? Yeah. tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you?
9: No, because I like pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4 only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants.
13: Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow.
11: You are rising further and further into the universe of bundling. Within that universe, you see your home and auto insurance floating together like two opponents on a swing set after a big game sharing a churro
13: ascend into savings when you bundle your home and auto insurance with progressive visit progressive.com today progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates discounts not available in all
7: states or situations hi this is Lori Grenier. you've seen me on shark tank if you're an entrepreneur you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital with Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com radio.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Goslin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right.
14: I demand that we have fun.
4: Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when GEICO says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance?
0: Means I should have got on my phone or my computer 15 minutes ago.
4: Absolutely. Listen to Ron. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Hey, welcome back to the hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network, where we're profiling the AFC North in the first of an eight part series on NFL divisions. We'll be talking in this hour to former Cincinnati quarterback Ken Anderson. Ken, of course, is a former league MVP, whom many include us. Um, think is Hall of Fame worthy, and and we're going to take a tour of the AFC North and of the Bengals with him. Uh, And the AFC North is a division many people, including us, also believe is the best and most competitive in the NFL. But before we do, we're going to check in with one of our tour guides, and that would be Jameson Hensley. Jameson covers the Ravens for ESPN.com and has for years, and he's someone I always, always check in when I want to know what's going on with that team. Hey, Jameson, thanks for doing this.
15: Nice talking to you guys
4: first question for you Baltimore Ravens what's the outlook <laughs> this year and when do they return to the playoffs
15: yeah I mean at this point it's still a, a work in progress I don't think they're even close to fielding the team uh, that they will have in September uh, there's, they, they they did enough deep on the defensive side I mean it was it was it's almost been just all defense uh, free agency they spent over 50 million in guaranteed money just on the defensive side of the ball signing safety Tony Jefferson, keeping uh, a Brandon Williams, uh, signing a a Brandon Carr. And then in the draft, their first four draft picks all on the defensive side. So I know Joe Flacco must have been home scratching his head going, when is it going to be the offense's turn? So I I think their defense is going to be really, really good. But offensively, they they need to find another wide receiver. Uh, They could do for an upgrade at running back. Uh, they have two holes in the, on the offensive line uh, as far as center and right tackle. So right now, this looks like another 8-8 eight and eight season for the Ravens. But again, you know, Ozzie Newsom has done this so many times over the years that whether it's in May, June, July, even up to the first week of the first game, he is constantly adding players, whether it's getting a guy off the waiver wire or trading for somebody. Uh, I think they will address offense at this time and how much they are able to address the offense, I think really determines whether this team can get back to the playoffs.
5: Jameson, what's the perception in Baltimore right now of Joe Flacco? Since winning a Super Bowl, he's 29-29. and 29, His career seems to be in quicksand. So what's going on with him?
15: Yeah, the perception here is that, yeah, it was, it was nice that he he led the team to a Super Bowl, uh, but I mean, the, the, the kind of the, the catch word around him is always, is he elite? I mean, it's almost kind of uh, Ingest at this point, and they believe you know they are. They've seen him lead a team to the Super Bowl, but I think everybody has come to the understanding that he is the type of quarterback that needs help around him. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Tom Brady who you can put you know mid-level receivers around and he's going to raise them up. Uh, he's going to need a lot of help, uh, and you saw that in the Super Bowl. I mean, the offensive line played great. He had Anquan Boldman, you know, Jacoby Jones was playing out of his mind. Ray Rice uh, w- was still going strong. Uh, right now, you look at the players around him. Uh, you have Mike Wallace, uh, who had struggled all you know in his career until last year. Uh, Brashad Perryman, uh, a first-round pick, really hasn't lived up to expectations. Terrence West, who bounced around the league after being a third-round pick for the Browns, he's the starting running back. Uh, so there are a lot of question marks, and unless they can really add some more talent around him, uh, again, whether it's a trade or, or, you know, adding some people through, you know, that are cut, you know, this is, this looks like an offense that's going to struggle because Black, you can see since since that Super Bowl, look at the, the interception and the touchdown ratio, uh, it's, it's not very good. And so, uh, yes, they know he can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. They just have to do a better job at putting the pieces around him.
0: Well, you, you mentioned, of course, their need for a running back, and there's one out there with whom I'm familiar, uh, Legarrette Blount, who rushed for 1,162 yeah. yards and led the NFL in rushing touchdowns last year with 18. Considering their need and his availability, why is is Blount still unemployed and not in Baltimore lifting weights next to you? <laughs>
15: yeah, I, I think I think there will be something, some some sort of resolution with him uh, this week. Uh, and the reason I say that is because he he was an unrestricted free agent, so uh, you know he he played out his contract, which means that if teams had signed him uh, before May 9th, uh, it would have counted against their comp pick formula, and and for the Ravens that's big, you know, because they they love to have, to rack up those comp picks. Uh, so adding him would have uh, negate before May 9th would have negated a third round pick that they'll get in 2018. So they weren't going to do that. I think there are some other teams, you know, the Giants and, and the Detroit Lions have been linked to him. Uh, but I just think when, when you look at him and his style of play, that bruising style of play, he just fits of what the Ravens are trying to build here. And, you know, I, I talked about how they, they want to have one of those dominant defenses again. Well, the perfect complement to that, and, and people that have watched Baltimore over the years knows, is a strong running game. And they have struggled uh, running the ball, the past two years they've been towards the bottom of the league. Actually, uh, in, in, in trying to get establish the ground game, so it, it, I think Blount would be a perfect fit for them. Uh, I think it would kind of get back to their you know rough, tough you know Baltimore bully type type you know teams that they've had in the past. So I it would not surprise me at the end of the week whether look Lege- that LeGarrette Blount is going to be a Baltimore Raven, but I think there are other teams that are interested in him. But again, I would be surprised if he is still a free agent next week or the week after. I think there's some team that's going to sign him pretty
4: soon. We're speaking with ESPN.com's Jameson Hensley on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at network.com and on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. Jameson, uh, one more Joe Flacco question. I'm not going to ask you about uh, LeGarrette Blunt, but one more Flacco question. Um, as Goose mentioned, since 2012, I mean, he's been pretty ordinary. The record shows at 29-29, and 29, as he said, he's been in quicksand. But the Ravens also change offensive coordinators, like you and I change socks. Um, is, is that a partial explanation for what's going on with him? I mean, is that a legitimate uh, alibi for what's going on with him? Yeah, it, it hasn't. It
15: hasn't helped. And you know, it, it's you know, he, he's going through. It seems like every single year, you know, a, you know, two of the offensive coordinators. You look at Jim Caldwell and Gary Kubiak. You know, they they use that job to go and propel them to become head coaches. You know, other ones, uh, Cam Cameron and and. Uh, uh, Mark Trestman last year uh, struggled at the job, so they they were quickly dispatched and fired uh, during the season. Both after Redskins game. so I think any offensive winner for the Ravens when they play the Redskins better watch it the next week. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I really do feel that with with Flacco, it all it is about comfort. It is about you know knowing where to go with the ball. And you, if you've watched that back that 2014. And I know statistically he's probably had some better years as far as putting up numbers. But when you look at 2014 under Gary Kubiak, he was put in a system where it was not too much reading. I mean, it was when he he snapped the ball, he knew where he was going with the ball. Uh, Gary just in that type of a system, uh, uh, I just thought Flacco seemed more comfortable than any other year. And I think the Ravens have been trying to get back to that, trying to find a coordinator that can help him get to that point again. Uh, but, you know, at this point they're, they're with Marty Morningwig. Uh, he took over for Tressman last year. They didn't really have too much success when he took over, uh, but they feel the style with Marty um, and his relationship with Joe, uh, they feel they can get things turned around. But again, uh, when, when you're changing offensive coordinators back and forth, they 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 try to keep the same terminology, but still, it, with the play calls, he just can't get. I don't think in any sort of a rhythm. Uh, that's not to use that as a, a big excuse, because I think Flacco would be the first to tell you that he hasn't played very well over the years. Uh, but still, uh, I just don't think that has really helped a quarterback like Flacco continually going over and and, and just kind of tweaking the system year after year
5: we got about a minute here. What's your take on Ray Rice and his extended unemployment?
15: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you, you look at what Joe Mixon, and I know it's, it wasn't exactly domestic violence, within his, but there was a video of him physically, uh, you know, a- assaulting a woman, and you see him getting selected pretty high in the NFL draft. I think at this point it shows that, yes, the video did hurt Ray Rice, not getting a job.
4: Hey, Jameson, thanks so much for the time. we got to run here. But uh, next time I see you down in Baltimore, guaranteed I'm taking out for burgers at Alonzo's on Cold Spring.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
4: I, I, will, I, will, I will make sure you remember that thing. I will. My <laughs> favorite place. Make them thanks, Jameson. That was ESPN.com's Jameson Hensley with all things Ravens. Up next, we're going to be talking all things AFC North. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com.
7: Hi. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com slash radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio.
9: War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. It's time for breakfast at Burger King.
8: Remember at Burger King, I
2: got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? no
9: because I like pancakes (laughs) respect that stat get three pancakes for just 89 cents that's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents now at Burger King here's another great breakfast deal two croissant sandwiches for just four dollars only at Burger King limited time at participating Burger King restaurants
3: a good night's sleep starts with the right pillow that's where my pillow comes in and now for a limited time just go to mypillow.com click the radio listener special tab and use promo code sky to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go anywhere travel pillows all for 50% off and free shipping. That's mypillow.com promo code SKY or call 1-800-635-1825 one 635 1825
13: Geico presents a voicemail from your friend Bicycle
10: uh, <laughs> Hello, it's 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 your bike here So about last night, sorry I kind of just ran off with that bike thief I just want you to know it's not anything you did and and I'm not trying to make excuses here, but I do have wheels. They roll. Anyway, hope you're insured. I'll see your stolen grill says hey
13: when your stuff runs off it doesn't pay you back luckily the Geico insurance agency makes getting coverage a snap visit geico.com to see how affordable renters insurance can
6: be
12: this is the talk of Fame network on SB Nation radio here are your Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges cannot play with them Rick Gosselin. cannot win with them and Clark judge cannot coach with him can't do it I want
6: winners
4: I want winners. Go to GEICO. Talk TalkFading Network, sponsored by GEICO. Just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you know something? You probably, probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we've been talking about the AFC North on this program. It's the first in our eight-part series of NFL divisions. And, Goose, terrific timing on your part. I see the poll this week on our website, and that website would be TalkOfFameNetwork.com. That poll goes straight to the AFC North, and you've asked our readers which of the four teams wins the division, right?
5: Yeah, essentially, you know, whose offseason did you like better? Did what Cleveland do in free agency in the draft close the gap on Pittsburgh and Baltimore? Have the Ravens retooled the defense enough to overtake the Steelers? Does Roethlisberger have one last through pulling him? You know, it's a choice for our readers and listeners.
4: Just a hunch here, not exactly going out on a limb, but uh, Pittsburgh's the early favorite. Correct.
5: Yeah, I, but I wouldn't rule out the Ravens. I would never rule out the Ravens. And I also don't think uh, the Browns are going to go 0-8 in this division anymore.
4: Okay, well, anybody here disagree with the Steelers numero uno? Ron?
5: Uh,
0: well, I'm going to pick the Bengals because uh, i picked them so what? many times. Well, I've picked them so Just many times in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've picked these guys so many times in the recent <laughs> years that uh, my butt is chapped from pulling my wallet out of my back pocket
4: <laughs> S- to pay people off. Spare me the uh, details. which you know, But like
0: Kevin Costner and Tin Cup... Just keep going for it. Bengalis roar.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Goose, how about you? Are you on the Bengals bandwagon with Ron just to annoy me? Steelers
5: are probably the best organization in football every year. They're the team to beat in the AFC North.
4: That was Dr. Data, Ron. The vet. Take that. Uh, I'm with you, doctor. In fact, I think they're the prohibitive, prohibitive favorite to push New England. If anyone can push your Patriots, Ron, in the AFC. Well, yeah, big word. (laughs) Looked it up. Uh, and if you look at preseason <laughs> odds makers, that's how they have it. It's the most popular pick in the conference. Which leads me, guys, leads me to a pop test I have for you on this division. Yes, pop test. Ron, I know you're a pop, so I it's love perfect pop. for you. It's, it's, yeah, pop. it's not a test in the truest sense of the word because there's no right or wrong answer. Got that? No right or wrong, unless, of course, you have the Browns winning the AFC North. But uh, it's more what you know and believe about it. And rather than explaining all about this, let's just get to it. I'm going to ask you a question, you give me an answer, but make it a pretty short one because this is going to be more like a lightning round than it is a blue book exam. So first up, those preseason polls that we're talking about, according to the Vegas Sportsbook. Ron, you know about that, the Vegas Sportsbook? Good one. The over-under over, on Pittsburgh wins this year is 10.5. Goose, I'll start with you. You taking the over I'll bet the under. the under?
5: I'll bet the under. I think this vision is so close that 10-6 and 6 is going to win it. Wow. I'm going to bet
0: the over only because if they're under. I don't think they make the playoffs. And so there you go. Okay. Bengals
4: roar. <laughs> Bengals roar. How about Cleveland? Is Cleveland roar projected at four wins? That's four. Under or over, Goose? Uh, Under. Still got to resolve a
5: rookie quarterback situation. I'm no mathematician like you, Clark, but I believe that would be a 400%
4: improvement if they win four <laughs> games. So I'm going under. <laughs> you are correct, sir. You are correct. 400%. You just aced the math exam. <laughs> Ron, true or false, yes. this is Marvin Lewis's last year with your Cincinnati Bengals.
0: False.
5: He will coach there longer than Bill Belichick coaches in New England, and he'll wear less jewelry. Yeah, I agree. You know, last year was the first time in six seasons the Bengals didn't make the playoffs. He's won two of the last four division titles. You fire coaches for not winning. You don't fire them for that.
4: Okay, Ron, coming back at you. True or false. Yes, this is Andy Dalton's last year with the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: False. Nobody stays with a loser longer than Mike Brown.
5: Unless it's the (laughs) Cleveland Browns.
4: (laughs) He's a Dartmouth guy. Come on. (laughs) That's also false.
5: Uh, Unless you come up with a better option, you keep a quarterback who's been to three Pro Bowls.
4: What do you expect from this year's Baltimore Ravens and Joe Flacco? Goose, I'm going to start with you.
5: Well, I I love what they've done on defense because they believe defense wins championships, and that's going to be their ticket. They don't have the sporting cast for uh, Flacco to, to get there, though.
0: I think uh, more than most people expect from the Ravens and less than most Raven fans expect from Joe Flacco. Look, Ozzie Newsome, is a way of building competitive teams even when you think uh, that he can't. And Flacco has a way of making them less than they really are. So he's the ultimate tease. So I say more and less.
4: Guys, I'm going to take a little bit of time here to clear an intermission, put your pencils down. I've got a question for you. It yes. goes back to what Jamison just mentioned earlier. Baltimore taking its first four draft picks, Goose, on the defensive side of the ball. Now, they could have taken the tight end, O.J. Howard, the first pick. They didn't. Could have taken a wide receiver with the second pick. They didn't. They've invested $20 million in Joe Flacco, yet they're going defense, and they've left the offense. We're talking about running back, offensive line, wide receiver. What should Joe Flacco make of all this? He better
5: pray that defense continues to win championships because that's obviously how the Ravens feel they did it. They won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. If you win with Trent Dilfer, you can win with Joe Flacco.
4: What do you think, Ron? What do you Joe do you, Flacco? What, what do you think?
0: What, what, what do I think? I think I'm making $40 million. I'm going to shut my mouth and just collect those checks. Because <laughs> I'm not very good, but now I can say, look, guys around me are slappies. I can be like Jay Cutler. They give me some good players. What
4: do I say?
5: I think if they sign, I Blond- want slappies. If they <laughs> sign Blount, I think it changes the dynamic a little bit. Yeah. yeah. They well, they've,
4: they've got to get some people on the outside, too, for me. I mean, when he, they had Torrey Smith, he was a threat down the field, but they lost a lot. The only when they lost problem him. Oh, go ahead. sorry, Clark. Go ahead. I was going to say, the, and the other thing is Anquan Bolden. I, I love what Ozzie does there, too, and they rarely make personnel mistakes. I think they made a mistake letting him go. Now, I realize it was a cap issue, but I think they made a mistake letting him go. He's you know, The age. only
0: problem with, with, with Blount is that every place he's been except New England, either ended up turning over the tables or in handcuffs. Right. So, right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if Baltimore's the place for him, but maybe we'll find out.
4: Okay. Well, back to the exam, guys. Pick up your yes. pencils, pens, whatever you got. You ready, Goose? Yep. Ron? Okay. Yes. Ron, I'm going to start with you. If you have one coach from this division, the AFC North, to win a big game, who are you taking? Well, I'm taking John Harbaugh,
5: but we're not exactly picking from Lombardi, Shula, Noel, and Walsh here. Last coach to win a division title, and Super Bowl title on this division, was Harbaugh, so I'll go with Harbaugh as well.
4: Friend of the show, John Harbaugh. Friend of the
5: show. That counts.
0: I'm also holding
4: a draft tomorrow, Goose, of AFC North players. Who's your first choice? The Steeler, Either
5: Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown. I'll go with Bell because he has the potential <laughs> to touch the ball 30 times a game on runs and receptions. Brown will touch that maybe half it, so Bell has more chance to beat
4: you. No, you're going with and Bell because he's a
5: Spartan! That's what goes <laughs> out <without> saying. <laughs> of
0: goes course. Saying.
4: <laughs> Best <laughs> available Spartan. That's why he's drafting. Spartacus! Drafted. Ron, who are you drafting? Uh,
0: well, uh, I'm drafting 1-1-A. One one I'm drafting Antonio Brown Unless we can get Josh Gordon from uh, to stop smoking weed, in which case I'm going with him.
1: <laughs> in which case you're going Just with Antonio get
0: him, off the, you
4: know, <laughs> yeah, get him off the cannabis. You know? True or false, Ben Roethlisberger will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
0: Well, top quarterbacks of their era all seem to end up in Canton somehow or other. Uh, to me, at the moment, he's Hall of Very Good. He wins another Super Bowl. Well, then
5: we're talking Legends Landing. False with an asterisk. I think he's on a Hall of Fame track, but there's still work to be done. If he quit this offseason, as he hinted. I did not see him as a slam dunk.
4: Most memorable game involving an AFC North team: immaculate reception, mistake by the lake, the drive, or the freezer ball.
5: I haven't seen any statues in the Cleveland or Cincinnati airports to commemorate any particular plays in franchise history, like there is at the Pittsburgh airport.
0: <laughs> God, I hate to think of that non-catch catch.
5: Uh, so for me, it was the for me it was the drive.
0: I was there; it was amazing. You knew L.A. was going to do it, even though he had to go 98 yards, and he did it. In uh, five minutes, it was unbelievable. Uh, And even though it tied the game, it won the game. So, the drive.
4: Well, thanks so much for those answers, guys. We'll revisit them in a year to see who goes to the head of the class. In the meantime, we're going to go to commercial. When we return, it's former Cincinnati quarterback Ken Anderson. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at Motel6.com.
8: It's time for Breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89
2: cent pancake deal? Yeah. Tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like
9: pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just eighty-nine cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for eighty-nine cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal: two croissant sandwiches for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants.
13: Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, washing machine.
9: Hi, it's washing
11: machine. It's about oh seven o'clock on Wednesday, so. Good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting. Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But
7: hey, at least you got that sock.
13: Your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance.
7: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com radio.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
4: When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, when we talk about quarterbacks on this show who deserve to be in the hall but aren't, you can start with our next guest. Ken Anderson had a marvelous, marvelous 16-year career with the Cincinnati Bengals. that included four Pro Bowls, three All-Pro selections, an NFL MVP award, an NFL Offensive Player of the Year award, an NFL Comeback Player of the Year award, and the Bengals' first-ever Super Bowl. He led the league in passer rating four times and yards twice and set a single-season ratings record that stood for 27 years until Drew Brees broke it in 2009. Now he's here to talk about that career, and maybe, just maybe, to talk about Canton. Ken, thanks for joining us.
14: Well, the pleasure's mine. Thanks for
4: having me. Well, it's our pleasure to have you here. And Ken, I mentioned all those accomplishments at the start when I introduced you. I I didn't even mention that you still hold 31 Bengals passing records. Um, Which is the most meaningful to you of all those accomplishments?
14: Oh, you know... I don't know. I I I think it would be you know taking the Bengals to their first Super Bowl in franchise history, you know something that had never been done. And 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 I, and I think you know the way that we got there and you know playing uh, the Chargers in the AFC Championship game when it was you know 59 below with the wind chill factor and and how well our team performed under those circumstances. And you know when when Paul Brown w- was alive, to, although he was the general manager at that point. To, to give him a chance with a new franchise to get to a Super Bowl. Ken,
5: okay, we've thought about it? I'm sure you have over the last 26 years, why aren't you in the Hall of Fame?
14: Uh you know, I don't know. I I I I guess because we didn't win the Super Bowl. Um I I've heard a lot of people say that that uh, that had we won the game against San Francisco, uh maybe my chances would have been a lot better uh, other than that uh you know, I don't know. I, I've heard maybe we play in a playing in a small market, and we weren't exposed, to you know, to the New Yorks, the Chicago's, the Washington D.C.s uh, on a regular basis. Uh, you know, I don't know. And to be honest, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about
0: it. You know, you sort of touched upon one of the questions that we raise here a lot, Ken, uh, about the importance or lack of it uh, of winning a Super Bowl. Do you believe that that's an unfair measure for quarterbacks in particular, but but also for coaches and other players that also seem to Suffer from that if their team well, doesn't I, win.
14: I I think it's more pronounced when you look at who's in the Hall of Fame, possibly, or who's who they think may go in when they talk about quarterbacks and championships. And, and I think they talk about that, you know, with the quarterback position more than any other position. Uh, and, and of course, I think when you start talking about your coaches, I, I think it's it's that way as well. But you know, certainly, uh, you know, the, the guys that are in. I mean, you know, I always say. Uh, you know, who's the, the greatest quarterback of all time? And, you know, they talk about, uh, you know, of course, Brady now with, with his number of Super Bowls and uh, and Montana and, and Bradshaw. But, uh, you know, I go back to Otto Graham. Uh, mm-hmm. What was he in, in the last game of the year ten times and won seven?
6: Yeah.
4: Uh, nobody right.
14: compares but that.
4: Right. Did you see Unitas play? Uh, I played against him.
14: Uh, it was my first year uh, as a starter in 1972, and that was the one year that uh, that he played with the San Diego Chargers. And, uh, and, and we beat them pretty handily out in San Diego.
4: So you didn't see vintage John Unitas. But, I mean, that was the end of his career. But
14: n- I... n- No, no, no. Well, I, I, I did see vintage John Unitas as I, I was going up. And, yeah. You know, but it, it, was, it was fun for me because, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I was a big Chicago Bear fan growing up in Batavia, Illinois, outside Chicago, right. but was also a big Bart Starr fan, and I caught him at the end of his career. So, you know, and Bill Nelson with the uh, the Cleveland Browns was there. And uh, so the, it, that was uh, a fun part of my early career. You know, guys like Ray Nitschke and Dick Butkus, uh, right. who were stellar players, uh, you know, to, to get a chance, to, at least they may not have been uh, what they were in their prime, but uh, they still had the name.
4: We're talking with the former Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Ken Anderson on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Ken. I mentioned that you took the Bengals to their first ever Super Bowl, which you did in 1981. But to get there, as you mentioned, you had to beat San Diego in what's now called the Freezer Bowl, where the wind chill, I think, was anywhere from what they call now between 51 and 57 degrees below zero. Anyway, it was mighty, mighty cold. Aside from just the pure coldness of it and the sort of Arctic freeze, what are your memories of that game?
14: Well, you know, uh of the talk before the game that they were talking about not playing it you know postponing it till the next day and and, right. and i guess the the reports are that uh, that monday was not going to be any better weather wise uh then they they talked to a lot of people a lot of experts that it was safe for the players to play um you know when you watched on tv there wasn't a cloud in the sky it was sunny uh it looked like a pretty nice day uh i think you know, if, if you talk to Dan Fouts and, and the other guys, it wasn't the cold that was the factor. It was just uh, the winds that were gusting up to 30 miles an hour.
4: You know, in the press box, you couldn't even see out. It was frozen over.
14: <laughs> well, I, I know my family was sitting in a private box, and they thought that was going to solve all the problems, except uh, because it was so cold, there was no heat in the boxes. And, and of course, they, were, they weren't dressed for it. One of our close friends was a an Augustana graduate happened uh, to be part owner of one of the boxes and invited them up. And so they were, uh, they weren't dressed for the war, So they really got cold.
5: <laughs> Kenny, do you wish you were, you were invited on up?
14: <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm glad I was on the field playing. I mean, and, and, and like I say, it, it's, I, I think when you look at that game and we only had one turnover in the game, uh, you know, we, we played pretty mistake free football, uh, People thought maybe it was unfair for the Chargers. Uh, they had played uh, in Miami the week before when uh, the, the temperature was high, the humidity was higher. Uh, I always tell people, you know, we beat San Diego handily in San Diego earlier in the year. Had they beat us at their place, uh, that game would have been in San Diego. So we deserved the right to play in Cincinnati.
5: Kenny, in that game you were 14-21, and 21, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And Dan Falk later said he was amazed you could throw in that wind. So how'd you do it?
14: Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I've always had pretty large hands so I, I could control the ball when conditions weren't that great. Uh, I think I always threw a, a pretty tight spiral, which you had to do, uh, you know, throwing in wind conditions there. I, I think we made some adjustments early in the game. Uh, as I recall, I, uh, one of the our big weapons was throwing little swing passes to, to Pete Johnson, who was, uh, you know, maybe listed at 260, probably weighed 280. People didn't want to tackle him, and threw one out there, and and, uh, it it didn't come close. So uh, I think we discovered fairly early that it was tough throwing toward the sidelines, so we geared our passing game to throw more in between the
0: numbers. Wow, interesting. Uh, We had Kellen Winslow on the show a little bit ago, and he was talking about that game, and one of the things that he said was how much it affected him even years uh, later, he claimed. How long was it before you didn't feel the effects of that game anymore?
14: Uh, still do. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I I I tend to get chilled very easily. It's kind of you know you'd be outside. Uh, I, I can remember you know back in the day playing golf and it's 50 degrees. You know it it's short in a shirt weather. You, you know now I get I go off the golf course it's 50 degrees. I've got everything on that I own. <laughs> um, so from that aspect, uh, it 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 affects me still. Uh, you know, if I'm out and I don't have gloves on, uh, you see the tips of my fingers start to turn white when the temperature gets down uh, a little lower. So th- that's why I live in South Carolina now that I, I don't have to worry about snow <laughs> except when I want to go up and see my grandkids.
4: <laughs> hey, Ken, uh, qu- quick question just along those lines, but immediately afterwards, I mean, you had to play a Super Bowl immediately afterwards. Granted, it was indoors, but you must have felt those effects for that Super Bowl game against the, the 49ers as well, right?
14: Well, I think the big effect was that uh, we stayed in Cincinnati that next week to practice, and the weather was just as bad. Except now you go out and you try to practice, you don't have heaters on the sidelines, and you don't have heated benches. So it, I don't think we got as much work done as we would have liked to the week leading up to the Super Bowl. And of course, then now you're, you're focused on you get up there, and now you're trying to get the bulk of your preparation done when the weather's nice because we were. You know, both teams were practicing in the, uh, the Superdome.
4: Hey, Ken, we're going to have to go. We're out of time, but thanks so much for joining us. And I know you said you don't think about it much, but best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy.
14: Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it very much, and thank you for having me on.
4: You got it. That was former Cincinnati quarterback Ken Anderson. Coming up, it's Rick Goslin with some sound advice for underclassmen who can't wait to jump to the NFL. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, and get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to grasshopper.com.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. It's time for
8: breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89-cent pancake
2: deal? Yeah. tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two sandwich sandwiches for just $4 only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants.
7: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E.com slash radio.
12: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
4: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, before we hear from Goose, uh, we'd like to give a shout-out to former Denver coach Red Miller. I mean, we gave a shout-out earlier to Peyton Manning, whose number is going to be retired in Indianapolis. Well, Red Miller was chosen to the Broncos' ring of fame, if you don't know about him. Red was the coach when Denver went 12-2 in 1977, and they went to their first-ever Super Bowl. And, of course, Goose, they lost to your Cowboys 27-10 to there, but he was 40-22 and as a head coach with the Broncos, which is a... winning percentage with three playoff appearances, it got canned by Edgar Kaiser after only four years. So as the only member of the class of 2017, he becomes the 32nd member of the Broncos' ring of fame and probably the one guy who says, hey, Edgar, stick it.
0: (laughs) Well, it'll take Edgar Kaiser a lot longer to get into the ring of fame than it took Red Miller, uh, who should have been there a long time ago. I would only say, uh, remind you guys, that the Raiders hated Red Miller. (laughs) then again, they hated Barney most. <laughs> they hated everybody. <laughs> is they hated right. Barney. <laughs> they hated Barney. They did.
5: Who likes a purple dinosaur? Gentlemen, KD Cannon had every reason to believe the NFL was waiting for him. He was the latest in the line of record-setting wide receivers as Baylor. The school sent two of his predecessors to the NFL as high draft picks. Josh Gordon to the Browns as a second rounder in 2012. Corey Coleman is the first round in 2016, again to the Browns. Cannon lit up the Big 12 as a junior in 2016, catching 87 passes for 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns. He closed the season with a 14-catch, 226-yard, two-touchdown performance on his way to Cactus Bowl MVP honors in a romp over Boise State. With little else to prove at the college level, like Gordon and Coleman before him, Cannon opted to leave eligibility on the table and apply for admission the NFL draft. Well there were 32 wide receivers selected in that 2017 draft but no KD Cannon. So Cannon signed as an undrafted free agent contract with the team that offered him the greatest opportunity for success, the San Francisco 49ers who finished last in the NFL in passing a year ago. The 49ers did not have a wide receiver on the roster with more than 700 yards receiving or three touchdowns, so it wouldn't have been a stretch to think that a player of Cannon's abilities could compete not only for a roster spot, but a starting spot this summer. Except that Cannon didn't last a single weekend with the 49ers getting his release after the rookie minicamp. So somebody received some bad advice about his NFL draft stock and Cannon wasn't alone. Of the 103 underclassmen who left eligibility on the table in 2017, 30 went undrafted. Joining Cannon among the emissions, were Stanley Boom Williams, a 1,000-yard rusher in the SEC last season at Kentucky. Quarterback Gerard Evans, who passed for almost 4,000 yards at Virginia Tech. Defensive end Garrett Sickles, who led Penn State in sacks. And wide receiver Kevon Lane, who caught 15 touchdown passes last season at Tulsa. Underclassmen ought to think twice before sprinting to the NFL. There have been almost 140 if you're 1,500 underclassmen in drafts since the NFL opened the door to them in 1990, but 31% of them weren't even drafted, and only 350 of them became first-round draft picks. Sometimes, just sometimes, maybe school is the better option. I thought these guys were given these league projections that were supposed to give him a good idea. Did he not
0: receive one, or did these guys just ignore bad news? Well, like you, Ron, you think you're better than
4: what
5: people tell you you are.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I'm completely I'm going to be eligible. Hey, guess what, guys? There's Art McNally again. That means we're nearly out of time. So, Ron, take us home, buddy, with a two-minute drill. Well, guys, Marvin
0: Bracey never played a college football game, but he runs a 9.9300 meters. Will he make an impact
5: with the Carolina Panthers?
4: Yes, he will if they enter the 2020 Summer Olympics.
5: About as much impact as Herb Washington had as a designated runner with the A's.
0: Marvin Lewis says there will be no foot race between number one pick John Ross and the red center fielder Billy Hamilton because it would be a risk to their careers. Is running in a straight line a
4: risk to your career? Only if it's a straight line to Skyline Chili.
5: Ron, that question leaves me hamstrung. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Uh, Pretty clever, that guy.
0: Tom Savage says he's super ready to compete with number one pick Deshaun Watson for the Texans quarterback job. Is Bill O'Brien super ready to play a rookie or a guy who can't stay healthy?
4: Bill O'Brien's super ready to play anyone who can complete a pass.
5: Competing for a job is one thing. Winning the job is another.
0: <laughs> Jets coach Todd Bowles
4: says his,
5: his ultimate goal is getting to the Super Bowl. Will he achieve it? With a plane ticket and $3,000 in cash, he might, run. As a player, he already has. As a coach, no chance.
0: <laughs> Jay Cutler, Jay Leno, or Jay Silverheels? This
4: is easy.
5: Jay Fiedler, former star quarterback for Dartmouth. I'm a long, long, long long-time Tonto guy. (laughs) Tony Romo failed to get out
0: of the first round of qualifying for the U.S. Open, finishing on the cut line. Another playoff
5: failure or bad long game?
4: Another playoff failure. The more things change, the more they stay the same.
5: His game collapsed late in the round. Sound familiar? Yeah,
0: it does. 23 cities are vying to host the NFL draft. What's your choice? Canton, Ohio, Canton,
5: Mass, or Canton, China? Rosarita's Cantina. Canton, Ohio. So the three of us can start looking for our future homes in the Hall of Fame. Place. Rex
0: Ryan lost 30000 selling his house in Buffalo. What did the Bills lose losing Rex?
4: General manager the day after the draft.
5: Yet another potential taxpayer to help finance a new stadium. <laughs> Is two-time All-Southeastern Commerce quarterback Chad
0: Kelly the most relevant Mr. Irrelevant
4: ever? No siree, Jacques McKinnon was, just because I like saying Jacques McKinnon.
5: He'll have to play eight seasons, score 485 points to catch Ryan suck-up, Mr. Elvorellant of 2009.
4: We'd like to thank Hugh Jackson, Ken Anderson, and Jameson Hensley for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website. That would be talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com.
6: Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com.
9: It's time for breakfast at Burger King.
8: Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But well, the 89
2: cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack.
9: And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents, now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4, only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants.
13: Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage, why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense.
7: Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000—not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds, and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than three billion dollars in funding. Go to cabbage.com/radio or call 888 Cabbage. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. dot com/radio.